Hi everyone, it's Mike Morse. As you can see, I'm back in my office. We are taping some more open mics and today we have an interesting one because many of you know I have three daughters, but today's author and guest is an expert on sons. And I'm thinking, well, why should I have that on my podcast? And then I remembered I'm a son. So I wanted to learn what my parents did right, what they did wrong, what we could all do better to raise our children. Mike McCormick created a program called ManQuest. And the purpose of ManQuest is for fathers and their middle school age sons to explore and discuss issues to help the sons grow into men. That sounded great. He also founded McCormick Basketball, which is a wildly successful youth basketball program in Bloomfield Hills. And he's recently moved down to beautiful Naples, Florida, where he is running a ginormous brand new senior living center community down there. So he's got lots of things going on in his life. We appreciate his time and let's welcome Mike McCormick to open Mike. You never know who you're going to see. Be one guy one-on-one my whole career. What you're going to hear. You got a lot of desperate people in the city. Or what they've got to say. When you can take people inside of a crime. That's what you're going to hear on my podcast, Open Mike. Find it where you find your podcasts. How are you? Doing great here in sunny Florida. Two mics on the podcast. I know, I know. How was your should move call, down to should Florida? I, should I call you Michael or should I call you Mike or should we, how do we differentiate here? Well, since it's open mic, you might as well call me Mike. <laughs> and uh, I'll call you Mike and we'll get through this. We'll get through it. Okay. We know who we're talking to. So you're, you know, you wrote a book, Mike, and, and created a program called Man, Man Quest. What is ManQuest and why should we care and why is it so important? Yeah, Mike, it's uh, it's really a important movement that rallies fathers and adult men in our community and our society to engage teenage boys in intentional conversations about the journey to manhood and authentic masculinity. You know, there's so much misinformation that's out there that our boys are getting bombarded with 24 seven. And really what this provides them with is a trusty paradigm that helps launch them on the journey to manhood. And uh, so it's been really successful over the last 10 years, thousands of fathers and sons have gone on this journey and just really mostly it's about a father or an adult man sharing kind of who he is, his heart and a paradigm for masculinity that a teenage boy can take with them. What are the hurdles that are in our way of preventing us from doing a better job raising our sons? Well, I, I think mostly the culture really just uh, bombards our kids 24-7 with these lies, fabrications, and distortions about what it means to be a man. And I think it's hard not to buy into it. Uh, the culture tells boys that to be a man uh, you have to be an all-star athlete. You have to make a ton of money, uh, and you have to be powerful. Have a, have the most the, the most toys, the the hottest wo wo woman, the, everything, and all these are the the messages that our boys have been given since the time that they were little. You know, the strongest kid on the playground that can throw the football furthest or make the most amount of baskets or score the most goals is some somehow elevated in our society is more masculine than others. And these are the messages that have been given for so long. So what ManQuest is really about is retraining our boys and our fathers uh, uh, and giving them a, a, a masculine paradigm that's reliable and trustworthy and creates clarity. I can, and I imagine social media isn't helping uh, over the last 10 years. Uh, oh my gosh. 
raising raising sons with with I know what social media like raising daughters, but raising guys raising boys is probably just as bad, if not worse. Oh, it's it's amazing because you know I have I have two sons who are twenty three and twenty, and when they were just kind of entering into their middle school years, they still had flip phones, and so I can only imagine you know, being the father, I have a, I also have an 11 year old daughter. So she's getting ready to, to kind of follow your daughters into the next phase, but man, they have a 24 seven, uh, you know, all the, the misinformation that's now being sent, uh, through social media, as well as their misinformed friends on all these different topics is just creating a ton of confusion. And teenage boys have a million and one questions about what it means to be a man what is the journey to manhood? I know I did. And that was, you know, many years ago, you know, I remember being a middle school boy and looking up at my dad and going, how am I ever going to be a man? And what is a man supposed to say and do? And how is a man supposed to conduct himself? And more importantly, do I have what it takes to become a man? And so this is really that opportunity for an adult man to really answer some of those questions and, and align that young man. Uh, so his journey, he at least understands and has that paradigm for the future. Well, some dads might be listening to this and thinking, you know, it's a, it's a little bit uncomfortable. I'm not really sure uh, how to do this. You know, what's your best advice of getting over that uncomfort, getting out of that uncomfortable zone and, and talking yeah. to your son? You know what? I tell you what, Mike, there's been so many fathers over this over the years that have taken this step. But it's a difficult step because I think you have to you have to become vulnerable and you have to let your guard down with your son. And I think as dads, a lot of us, we just want to be on that pedestal. We want our sons just to think that we're, we're amazing. Uh, but taking that step is the first thing. Just do it uh, because it's so important. And every man has the stuff to give his son what he needs for the journey. But it's just that first hurdle of um, taking that big step. You know, lots of parents, including yours truly, struggle with wanting to be friends with their kids. Versus being that person, you know, who's able to discipline and hand out the tough love and, and give great advice. You know, how do you how do you advise uh, the fathers and the mentors that you coach and and you know, through your book and in other aspects? How do you um, advise them that you know about the difference between being a friend with your kids versus being a parent? You know, Mike, I think that's been a that's been a struggle for me because you know I have. I have from day one told my boys, you have a lot of friends. My job description is not to be your friend. My, my job description is to raise you to be awesome men in this world. So you have a ton of friends and I, you know, we have fun and we engage, but my job is to raise you up and to be with a father. And sometimes when you're a buddy father, uh, you, the, the lines blur too much. And so, you know, I've tried to do both, but my, I lead with being a father and, being a father means making the tough calls. It means providing those boundaries, the structure, um, and uh, really providing the direction. And so, you know, I, I really, listen, I, I love to have fun with my boys, but my number one responsibility is to provide the guidance as their father. So it's a tough balance. And I, I tell you, when I look back and, you know, as my boys are older, I look back and I say, gosh, you know, should I, should I have been 
you know, kind of more that friend buddy guy. And um, I really look back and say, gosh, what when I'm seeing them mature into the adults that they're becoming, I'm thinking, gosh, this is really, that was really the right course. And although it's hard because there's all sorts of dads that are, you know, you know, want to be the cool house and the cool house is doing stuff that I wouldn't approve of. And I look like a stick in the mud and that's tough, but in the moment, but I think in the long run, being a dad is first and foremost. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. That's a tough yeah. one. The friend aspect, I, I struggle with that with my daughters. We, we have a ton of t- fun and we work out together and we, we, we cook together and we do all these things. And um, I, I wonder about that. Um, tell me, is there to the Man Quest program? Is is this is there a religious aspect to this program? Um, no, it, there isn't. Uh, you know, I think it's definitely spiritual, and uh, it definitely uh, is something that uh, you know. I, I think any father or any religious person or any non-religious person can pick up Man Quest and sit down with their teenage boy and 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 talk to him about it. Uh, the book is designed uh, for people of all faiths or no faith. And what it really is does is provides those conversations and the dialogue and the opportunity to discuss things that you wouldn't normally discuss. And in that might come, faith might be part of that, but um, the, the conversations are between the father and son. And what my job is in writing the book and also doing, I'm also doing uh, Zoom uh, sessions as well to lead fathers and sons. I just finished up with uh, 50 fathers and sons doing a Zoom call. And what it does is creates an environment for the fathers and sons to have conversations that wouldn't normally happen. What is authentic masculinity? Mm. Well, that's uh, that's one of the things that I have struggled with my whole life. And, uh, you know, I wrote this book 10 years ago. And what I, I remember this. I remember sitting down and saying, hey, I want to talk to my sons about what it means to be a man. And I remember sitting down with a pen and a piece of paper to say, okay, what's my paradigm for masculinity? And I sat at that at that table with that pen and paper and stared at that for a long time. I didn't have a great concept as a, a 45-year-old man of what authentic masculinity looked like. So I went on a deep dive to say, okay, what is my paradigm? What is What do I believe a man says and does in this world. And what I did is boiled it down to five, what I call guideposts. And guideposts are the actions of a man. They're the essence of a man. They're the the North Star to point us in toward. And the five guideposts are pretty simple. And they're really the basis of the book. Each chapter is a guidepost with questions and, and guidance. And so the five guideposts are really simple. The first one is elite is called, I call it lead courageously, which means that a man steps into difficult and uncertain situations and uses his strength and power to bring goodness to the world around him. The second guidepost I talk about is pretend about nothing. And this means that a man lives authentically. He lives in truth and requires truth of other people. He embraces his own uniqueness, and he's not trying to be like the other people, not a chameleon, not trying to follow the crowd. The third guidepost is protecting your heart. And a man puts good things into his body, his mind, through our five senses. We put things that are help to elevate us and not drag us down. The fourth guidepost is all about relationships, and it's engaging in deep and meaningful relationships. 
Uh, at the end of the day, life is all about relationships. Who do you love and who loves you? And men are not great at vulnerability and intimacy. And we talk about relationships with other men and how important that is, as well as how you treat women, which is crucially important. And then the last guidepost I call stay awake, which means that most men are sleepwalking through life, just going through the motions. And it's really all about awareness and embracing the world around you and stepping up and stepping in. And so, you know, that's just the Mike McCormick paradigm that I use as a teaching tool, but it gives those boys and adult men and myself this, this direction to say, hey, this is how I want to live as a man. And so I can tell you that there are days when I don't live as an, as an authentic man. I, there's days where I steer off course, but these, the guideposts really give me that direction uh, as well as the, the teenage boys and a lot of fathers. Really good reminders, really Really good stuff. Um, you know, part of your book and part of your program, uh, you talk about rugged truths. And I want you to give an example of those and how they impact fathers and the sons and, and, and you know, give us an example or two. Yeah, so, um, you know, the, the ManQuest experience is really only takes about 10 hours. You know, the, the first part of the, the program is really a father sitting down with his son talking about his his story so the first thing the father does is share his life story his ups and downs his successes his failures his disappointments he lets his son know who he is as a man and brings brings him into his world uh this and then every week we go through one of those guideposts where we'll sit down for about an hour and talk through and and fathers and sons will exchange conversation and have dialogue and then what we all they also do is watch movies together. Each guidepost has a movie that is associated with it. And then the last piece, once we talk to the boys about, hey, this is what it means to be a man. Here's a here's a trusty paradigm. The last part is what I call the rugged truce. You say, hey, here is the goal. This is what we're all shooting for to be an authentic man in this world. But here's the truth and the reality of being a man. It is not easy. It is tough. And so the first one is really about uh, life. Life is pain. Life is hard. You're going to get knocked down. Life is difficult. And guess what? That's okay. Because men do hard things. Men do challenging things. And, I, and it's really important reminder. So the rugged truths are six points that basically just say, hey, you know what? Here's the, here's the goal, but this is what's going to happen. This is the reality of the situation. And and I think by sharing those those struggles with the the boys, they learn that guess what? Uh, I'm you know when I get knocked down, I know that I need to get up. And guess what? My dad did that too because I understand his story and and what he went through too. And so it gives me confidence as a young man to say, gosh, when when adversity hits, I'm gonna I I have the I have the stuff to be able to do it. And I know that my dad did it or that adult man in my life did it. It could be. And I think that's one of the important things. You know, there's so many homes don't have a father in the home. And so, you know, coaches, mentors, grandpas, uncles, brothers, teachers, anybody can step into the life of a teenage boy. And that's really the most important thing. I think about ManQuest. This is the this is a rallying cry to all men in our society. If you have a young man in your life, grab ManQuest take eight to 10 hours of time, sit down with him and just have a conversation and a discussion and impart to him some manly wisdom that he can carry on in his life. Yeah, that last point is deep and it, it, it touches home uh, for me 
because my dad passed a long time ago and I was, you know, young, 20, 21. And he never, you know, really told me his story about his ups and downs. I felt I was close to him. He was my, he felt like my best friend at the time. Um, I went to law school to practice with him. And, you know, as you're talking about his ups and downs through childhood, that would have been a good conversation. And mm. the message I got was don't wait for me personally. And I actually think I do a decent job uh, talking to my daughters about my childhood and, and the good and the bad. And, um, but that's, that's to me, a, a, a really good a message to the fathers out there. And as, well, and, and go ahead. No, I was saying, Mike, you know, I, I grew up with an awesome dad, you know, my dad's still alive and, and, uh, you know, he was involved in my life. He coached my sports teams, took me to church. He was home every night. We had dinner as a family. He was an awesome dad in so many ways. But when it came down to this whole journey to manhood thing, where I was clueless all I really kind of got from him was a birds and the bees conversation, which fell far short. It fell far short of what I needed. And the, the thing that's funny about teenage boys is they're never going to ask you for this. You know, they're never going to say, hey, dad, could you talk to me about manhood and masculinity? No, because of our because of our cultural norms, teenage boys have to act like they have it all together. This has to be a gift that's given from a father to a son. Um, and just, and because teenage boys have all these questions, but they're never going to ask them. I know that I did. And gosh, what a difference it would have made in my life if my dad would have sat down with me and said, Hey, here's who I am as a man. Here's where I've failed and struggled. Here's where I've succeeded in my life. Here's where, here's my best, my, the, the things I'm most proud of to me, allow me to know him in a certain way. And then to say, Hey, here's the, here's what it means to be a man. You've got it go to it. And I think launching me on that journey or launching boys onto that journey is something that's so important. That's why the book is called Man Quest, Launching Teenage Boys into Manhood, because teenage boys need to be launched. It's an active process. Manhood is taught. It is not caught. Men are made. They aren't simply born. And it's up to us, the men of our society, to stop abdicating our responsibility to raise up that next generation of young men. Are the people that you coach and the people who you work with, um, are you are they finding, are you finding that the boys want to talk about these issues or is it something that you have to convince them that's important? Because sometimes when I try to get deep with my daughters and tell them a story, they're kind of roll their eyes or kind of want to move on to the next thing. So I'm curious how it is with boys. Gosh, you know what, Michael, it, it, it's, it's unique to everybody. You know, some kids just, uh, are, are grab onto it and fathers are completely surprised that their sons are into it. Some kids uh, just are not maybe emotionally ready for it or don't know how to express um, themselves with it. And so it's all over the board. Uh, but what I just really encourage dads to do is just keep in it with them. I mean, it's easy to quit when your son is, is quiet or isn't engaged, but you know, that's why we also have the movie nights. Movies are a great, instrument for father-son bonding uh, to share. Uh, so if the, if the whole, if it's uncomfortable to sit and have a conversation with your dad, the movies are a great way to unlock that. When I'm doing my Zoom calls now, I use movie clips to, uh, to really engage boys because, you know, the movies are really the, uh, an important media for our culture. And, and so, I, but what I do find is that, uh, you know, if boys aren't ready at age 12 and 13, then stay, stay in it stay in it with conversations because these are things they're dealing with 24 seven nonstop. 
that's what you just made me think of something interesting. You know, in the Jewish religion, 13, you become a man, right? That's yeah. you, that's it. There, there's not, it's wishy-washy. You know, what do you, what do you see in your program? Like when, when are you seeing the boys entering manhood? Is there a, is there a definite number there or is it different for everybody? Yeah, I think it, I, I love, I love the Jewish culture with the, 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 that rite of passage is so huge. Having that moment in time that says, you know what, you're there. It's time for you to move forward in your manhood. I think is so huge. But the thing that it's funny, the thing that I that I've learned over the years, I once thought that, you know, this was going to be a program that makes boys into men. And what I've learned over the years is that manhood is a moment to moment decision. Manhood isn't this certain moment. I think most teenage boys, most people think that you hit this certain milestone and poof, you're all of a sudden a man. I don't believe that anymore. I remember, you know, when I turned 16, I got my driver's license. I thought I was going to be a man and nothing really happened. Then I thought, you know, the first time I had it for my, my, my first beer, then I was going to be a man. Didn't happen. When I graduated from high school, when I scored 20 points in my first game, I thought there was always going to be these milestones that were going to happen that uh, was going to thrust me into manhood. And it never happened. And so what I've learned is that being a man is all about choosing to live as a man. And that's a daily moment to moment decision that we all have. And some days, I don't choose very well, but you know what? The great thing for me is, and what's the guideposts have done for me is it reminded me what is expected of me and what I expect of myself. And it's really funny because what I realized is when I wrote this book, I wrote it for my boys when they were becoming, you know, 12, 13 year olds. But what I really realized is I wrote this book for myself because as a man, I need to be reminded of how I need to live. Uh, as a man on a daily moment to moment basis. So you mentioned movies, you and I have a mutual friend who introduced us. Um, what are the, what are the best uh, bonding movies that a father and son can uh, to watch? And that just kind of gives you this automatic bond and this automatic connection. You know, I'll tell you what, I think it, it's, uh, I have, I have my favorites and I've watched movies with my boys over the years. Um, and uh, I, I can tell you that, my favorite movie for teaching is Forrest Gump. And for some people, they don't like Forrest Gump. Most men don't like Forrest Gump, but I think he's an incredible character. A guy who, when I look at the guideposts, you know, he wasn't this, the men don't like him because he wasn't the smartest guy, right? But he had an incredible experience throughout, experiences throughout the movie. But when you look at the guideposts, leading courageously, engaging in relationships, protecting your heart, pretending about nothing and staying awake. He was the epitome of all of those things and of masculinity. So you look at Forrest Gump and he just looks kind of like a you know dumb guy that just waddled through life. But I think Forrest Gump is a great teaching character. And uh, I was watching that movie the other day with my 23 year old son and we were talking about Forrest Gump and, and just, I think it's a, he's, he's awesome. I don't know if it's a great, bonding one, but is an awesome teaching one. I think the movie that I always love too is The Matrix. I know Matrix is, you know, 20 years old, but that movie still holds the test of time and uh, the kids love the action of it. The problem in today's world is there's not a lot of movies that are, have really great messages. You know, there's not a lot of movies that, most of the movies are superhero movies that are all about the action. 
uh, and less on content. And so I like I like some of the older ones. Um, Dead Poet Society is one of one of our favorite ones too. And so there's just a there's a lot of great movies with a lot of great masculine messages. I just watched, I just rewatched the uh, Star Wars trilogy. Oh yeah. Uh, like with, with my kids and and awesome. believe it or not that I haven't seen that in forty years that translate that translates uh, to today I think and yeah, it, it's I it agree. did stand the test of time um, I agree I, I think that's that's a great that was a great series and then we went on to the Mandalorian which I absolutely mm. loved are you uh, did you watch those. We were watching that over the holidays. I, I, I was watching bits and pieces with my kids, but uh, yeah, loved it. And also I think Lord of the Rings is also a, a great, a great uh, one for the family as well. Great suggestions. And I, you know, you have a daughter now. Is that, is that the next book? Uh, Girls, <laughs> woman, Kate, uh, woman Quest, is that next? Well, I'll tell you what, it's interesting. I've, I've had a lot of people talk to me about that. And here's the thing. I don't know what it's like to be a woman. You know, I, I'm a guy and um, and I can look at as when I, when I wrote those guy posts, you know, as I told you, I was taught, I was writing for my sons, but I was writing them for me. So I'm really asking my wife to do this. You know, Christy is, uh, is as, as you know, is really talented and she'd be awesome at writing this. And so many people are asking her to do that. But women struggle with a bunch of different things. I think that guys don't struggle with. You know, I think when you look, look at what, what teenage girls are struggling with in the body image, and the perceptions of of femininity with regard to um, you know kind of relationships and it's just it's a it's a different set of circumstances than 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 boys. I think boys uh, need to have a very clear cut uh, set of principles and a direction to to head in during those middle school years. I think girls would do the same thing, and I think a woman quest would be awesome. I just don't think I'm the person to write it. Okay. Well, maybe your wife's going to become an author. Who the heck I know. knows? I know. I mean, I, I look at it this way. You know, I, I look at it like if I wrote a book on Woman Quest, I'm just commenting from an outsider's observe as an outside observer. And it's really interesting because one of the things that's interesting about Man Quest is, you know, I talk about fathers and adult men stepping into the lives of teenage boys. And a lot of times I get some flack from the women who say, well, how come I can't take my son on a journey to manhood? You know, I don't have a man in my life and I don't, you know, I, why can't a woman teach a boy how to make that journey? And, um, and I really just really feel like it's important to have walked in those shoes to really talk to somebody about what it's like and, uh, and having another person, whether it's a grandpa or an uncle or a brother or a coach or a teacher, mentor, somebody to, to step in and say, Hey, this is what the journey of manhood is like. This is what you should expect from a male perspective. And, and so I think that, uh, you know, that that's been a, a constant encouragement of mine. And so I think it's really up to the men of our society. It's up to the men of our society to step up and give these boys what they desperately need. We need to step up and raise up the next generation of men because they're struggling. They're failing. Boys are falling behind and they need this direction and they need this support so desperately. Fascinating stuff, Mike, really informative. I learned a lot. I look forward to reading your book uh, very, very soon. If any Thank of our you. listeners or viewers want to um, get more information, buy the book, join one of your groups, how do they, how do they get a hold of you? 
So the website is www.manquestmovement.com. So that's the website. And uh, you can you can also um, send me a email at manquestmovement at gmail.com. And uh, also the book is the book is on Amazon. So it's easy to just go on Amazon and get a copy or go to the website. You can get a copy there as well. And uh, and it's really I, I really believe that when you look at all the ills in our society, when you look at all that all that's happening, the number one issue in our society is that our teenage boys are not growing up to become men. There's all these little boys walking around in all these big boy bodies that never became men and they're doing damage in our society. And if we do a simple thing like talking and teaching about authentic manhood and masculinity, I think it would take away so many of the social issues in our society. We spend so much on the back end, but we need to spend uh, time up on the front end. I think we should teach manhood and masculinity with the same sense of urgency in our schools that we teach math and science and English. We should have a course for every middle school boy, high school boys on what is the essence of masculinity, because I think that is the key to really tackling a lot of the ills in our society. I don't disagree with you. I think we would be a, a much better off society um, if we could incorporate some of those things into our curriculum. Thank you for being so passionate about this and writing the yeah. book and doing what you do, Mike. And uh, we'll put show, uh, we'll put links to all of your stuff in our show notes. And uh, so if anyone wants to get a hold of you, they'll be able to find it easily. And thanks so much for being on Open Mic today. Hey, great being with you, Mike. There you have it, Mike McCormick, ManQuest. I advise you to check it out. Even if you don't have a uh, dad in your life, you're a single mom and you need some guidance on what your boys are doing and dealing with, that would make a, a good gift. That would be a smart purchase, in my opinion. I'm going to pick it out to, to learn how to, any way I can raise my daughters any better than I already am. Um, he already gave us some great tips on sharing your personal stories. I thought that was a really, really good one. If you know anybody who would gain benefit from this episode, please forward it to them. Tell them about it. Comment, like it, subscribe to the Open Mic Podcast. We're now over 2 million downloads and watches, and we're approaching that magic 100 episode number. So thanks for being here. Thanks for listening and watching. And stay tuned for more.